Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. Let's do this. Today, of course, we have an amazing guest as always, but Tara Womack, MBA, is truly an inspiration. And she's on the show today to just share a lot of tips and strategies and and tactics on her area of expertise as an entrepreneur. But before I start, I do want to share her introduction. Uh, Tara is a multiple best-selling author, radio show host of Mind Your Business Show, speaker and founder of The Brave Way. She's also a serial uh, multi-platform mompreneur of 17 years whose businesses have generated over seven figures. That's amazing. As an award-winning human design-based business mentor, alignment, and wealth coach, and Tara helps female founders, experts, and thought leaders shift their money sabotaging habits. We all have a lot of those and align their business with their purpose and learn how to earn six figures a year working less than eight days a month with VIP days based on their expertise and human design. I've got to learn all about this, but she's here on the show to tell you all about it and how she does it. Hi, Tiara. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, thank you so much. I am beyond honored. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that you are here. You are doing some amazing, amazing things in business. And you're really reaching some new heights. It's not just five figures, six figures, but you are helping people create seven figure businesses. And you've done that yourself. Can you share a little bit about your story or journey of what led you to where you are now and the powerhouse woman that you are today? Well, thank you again. Yeah, it's been a journey. And, you know, I always say the journey is is never ending. It's a, a consistent evolving type of journey. But for me, starting out as an entrepreneur, I always say before it was cool, before it was the thing to do, I was seen as quite crazy by family, friends, colleagues. You know, I was taught go to school, get a college education, graduate degree, even better, and then, you know, get a a corporate position. And so for me, I just always was so enthralled with entrepreneurship. But I realized now looking back, I was creating businesses from a fear mindset and capacity. And what I mean by that is I was just looking for the most profit producing type of business models. So I always say, like, I would be the one to see a need for a coffee shop put it on the corner for supply and demand purposes, but I don't drink coffee. So there were, were was no passion in the industries that I was working within and building businesses within, but they were successful. Hmm. So fast forward a few years, I had a very front facing successful life, seven figure lifestyle, businesses, home, the whole gambit, and really was considered to be a pillar in the community. But behind closed doors, I was dealing with one, not only one, but two narcissistic abusive relationships. And so for me, it was this whole understanding of 
you know, how do you get to a place where you are top of the leaderboard in business, in the community, but bottom of the leaderboard when it comes to being in this type of dichotomy and relationship? And so I realized that uh, it was very important for my son's to not see their mother, I have two amazing sons, 10 and 15, for them not to see their mother compromise values for a lifestyle, for that, you know, financial freedom and all of those other aspects. And so my journey includes a pivot where I literally walked away from everything and started over and um, was able to create successful businesses again, but this time they were more suited around my passions, mm -hmm. something that I had never even taken into consideration on my entrepreneurial journey. And um, so that's, you know, where I am right now. I've built a multiple six-figure business again, but this time it encompasses my passions and it's it's really a, a place of pleasure and um, perfect. I want to take a quick break to thank all our listeners, contributors, and give a shout out to Mint Wave Radio for promoting our show in Scotland, the UK, and around the globe. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, or if you are an entrepreneur looking to enhance your communication and connection skills as a leader, contact me at bcmbelove.com forward slash contact. And I always teach the ladies that uh, it's great to have a career that you love, that you're making a lot of money for, but a real rounded life is one that includes your family and also self-care and relationships. Um, you know, that makes for a fulfilled life because it can't just be one-sided, right? It has to be well-rounded all the way around. And I, I, one thing I noticed is I noticed that you have an MBA. I have an MBA too. So when you were growing up, you were kind of looking into the corporate world. Is that why you received or went to get your master's degree? Yes. I just felt like, you know, that was the, the trajectory of success. Mm -hmm. And I literally remember looking in the career book in my counselor's office. Hello, Mrs. Lieberman. <laughs> and I was looking at the top paid salaries. Again, mo money was my motivation at that time. It was my identity. And I looked at the top paying career and it was CEO. I didn't know any CEOs. So I said, okay, so how do I become a CEO? Well, probably need to get an advanced degree. So then I said, okay, so now my next step is to go right into grad school. And I got an MBA in entrepreneurship. So, you know, it was just kind of thinking like what, you know, creating this lifestyle that I didn't see all of my family were corporate. Mm. So trying to figure out, you know, what are those natural next steps in order to fulfill this vision I have for myself and my career. But I always presumed that although there was an entrepreneurial piece because I really liked it. Um, I, I always thought that I would kind of climb the ladder in corporate. Wow. Well, how did you kind of branch away from your family who was probably instilling in your mind that, hey, you should, you know, graduate high school, immediately go to college, immediately get a job in corporate? It was kind of like they begrudgingly said, okay, you did what we asked you. You graduated high school, mm -hmm. you graduated college, you even got a graduate degree. So now you can go off and do this crazy thing you're wanting to do because we know that should it not work out as, you know, we're not sure what's going to happen here as an entrepreneur, you can always go back and get a job. So it's kind of like that push and pull. And luckily I just, you know, hit the ground running and 
So now it's kind of like they're proud, you know, in that sense of like, you did it. We thought you were crazy, but you somehow managed to do it. And um, but like you said, I always feel as though that corporate background, even even my sons, I was having a conversation with them about getting that corporate experience. I understand that they want to follow my entrepreneurial footsteps. But at the end of the day, the corporate experience gave so much in, in the way of that more structured training and, you know, just just corporate corporate culture that I then could carry over into my businesses. So, you know, I don't I don't negate any of that time that I spent in corporate one year out of college. Uh, that's true. And I think both of our backgrounds are very similar and that that's the first approach that I took was to get a master's degree to climb the corporate ladder. But the skills that I gained in the corporate environment definitely led to the discipline and the um, commitment that I have within my business and all the other skills and tactics that I've learned along the way. So it's not a bad thing. You always hear that, oh, you know, don't go to school, you know, go straight to entrepreneurship. But entrepreneurship is not all that bad to gain the skills that you need to really develop yourself as an entrepreneur. I mean, your sons have a great mentor, that's you. But someone who doesn't that didn't have that, such as myself, that was a great like, stepping stone and um, you know learning environment for me to grow. So I, I love that you were able to do that, and you kind of um, you um, appreciate appreciate your your past in the corporate world and where it's led you today. I see you as as someone who's very creative, uh, like you were saying. You know, you're always thinking about different ideas. Uh, you know that, hey, we should have a coffee shop in the corner here because there's no other coffee shops around. What other businesses have you created using your creative talents? Well, I was in telecommunications. That was fun, but it was very, I call it like cold. It was very masculine. Um, I was oftentimes the only um, person of color, woman in the room. Um and it was almost like I was used to that. I didn't even know I was craving some more feminine energy and things of that nature. So then I also had a business within the restaurant space, event space. It was amazing. It was phenomenal. That was more fun, but it was still a little bit more corporate feeling. You know, there were like a, a lot more regulations and things of that nature, especially within um, the restaurant world. Um, so I have since gone more into the feminine with uh, CBD businesses that are for, you know, topical healing, things of that nature, uh, medical and cosmetic tattoos. So really aligning more with my feminine as an entrepreneur. And I would say even doing the coaching and consulting, this mentoring capacity for me feels very feminine versus when I first started out as an entrepreneur and I was wearing suits every day and, you know, that whole look, it just felt very masculine for me. Ah, gotcha. So masculine. I, yeah, it feels kind of weird when you're the only female, especially minority female and a male dominated industry. And it takes a strong person to be able to handle those types of positions. So you seem like you're one of those women who were able to do that. Uh, what kind of skills did you, do you think helped you to be able to like stand your own and step into your power in a more male-dominated environment? Oh my gosh, I love that question. Um, I would say it goes back to the corporate environment. Like I was used to being the only woman, the mm -hmm. only minority, 
within those conference rooms. And so I was able to watch and pick up on my male counterparts, my female counterparts, and how they handled themselves in those C-suites and whatnot. And then I was able to carry that into my space as an entrepreneur. So again, I just really haven't thought about it until you asked me that. Like I picked up how to maneuver, how to demand respect, how to present, how to um, create, you know, thinking type of containers from watching and learning. And so when it was my time to do it, I, it wasn't even from a fear. It was like, I knew what to do just from picking up what I watched on the, on the corporate side. I, I think that if you put it all in perspective, you know, a lot of people get intimidated by, you know, being in a more um, high powered male dominated environment of C-suite executives. But if you think about it, of course, it's like anything, like riding a bike. When you first start, you're going to be, you know, awkward. It's going to feel weird. But just keep doing it and also come with the servant mindsets. Observe, observe, observe. And find, you know, after a while, you're going to pick up on different um, techniques and skills and and things that you need to incorporate within your, like you said, your communication skills, your body language, um, that's going to make you more conducive and, and comfortable in those environments that you can definitely carry over later on in life. So it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. Uh, but I want to go back to, and I watched one of your videos on Facebook about the relationships that you were in, the narcissistic relationships. How have you gained the strength I mean, being a strong businesswoman is one thing, but relationships sometimes uh, hold a whole different value and um, more requirements and strength to kind of break away from. Mm -hmm. How did you gain the strength to break away, even though you had small children in the home? Well, you know, it's twofold. I got to a point where I wanted more for my sons. You know, it's one thing for, for me to want it for myself, but I wanted my sons to really see healthy love. You know, I feel as though, um, especially within the minority communities, that toxic love is normal. So I knew what normal love looked like for me growing up. It's like grandma and grandpa may have a little spat and they're dancing in the living room later, you know, an hour later dancing together and, you know, as if nothing happened. And I realized like I was staying in the, the the relationships because I wanted a two-parent home. I wanted that love. I wanted those things for my for my sons, but without the toxicity. So I had to say, okay, listen, now's the time for me to walk away. And as scary as it was to say, like, I have to do this. I literally, and then I couldn't wear the mask anymore. I just got to a point where I was like on the board for the PTA, like again, just doing all these things. And it, but inside I was dying. I literally became a shell of myself. And so it's like, I can't wear this mask anymore. For me to be the best mother, to be the best entrepreneur, to be the best sister, friend, all of those things, I have to remove myself from this, this position because I always say narcissists don't break into poor houses. They break into mansions. And so it's something that they see you shining that attracts them to you. So it's like, uh, you know, survivors of narcissistic abuse, whether it is in an intimate relationship, like what I was in, or maybe, you know, friends of business colleagues, parents, like all the gambit, you almost forget the greatness within you because of the, you know, mental, emotional abuse. And so I said, okay, no, I know that I, I bring a lot to the table. 
but I just had to remember and go back to it. And I would also have a third caveat. The conversations I was having with other people where I thought I was just sharing my story, then they would reach out later. And I mean, these are pillars. They mm -hmm. would reach out later and say, you know, hey, like, what is this word? What, what did you say? Or like, what's the behavior? You know, they wanted to learn more. They were saying in secret that, you know, maybe, maybe I'm with the narcissist too. And again, I just was shocked by the amount of high powered, successful women that were really suffering in silence. And so I'm like, okay, I somehow we're all kind of scared to take this step. But when I speak about leaving, when I speak about rebuilding, when I speak about those things, they get very excited. And I was having people, you know, telling friends of friends, hey, you know, can you speak to so-and-so? They're going through something similar. And I'm like, oh, okay, so there's there's a lot of us out here that are going through this. And um, so that helped empower me to continue in that capacity. Um, so, you know, my sons, of course, but also the other women that I was hearing about and speaking with that, um, that I knew were in similar situations. Hi, this is Chrissy Love of BCMB Love, and I'd like to invite you to tune in to my show that's being aired on WinWinWomen.tv every Monday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 7 p.m. UK Time to get public speaking tactics that can be used to increase your communication skills in a way that will up-level your career and your life. Right, and that, I think that's, so important to always surround yourself with powerful people who are there to support you and vice versa. All right. And, and vice versa, when you have uh, an environment or you're in an environment of that's uh, supportive, that's nurturing, that you can talk to when things aren't going so well, but also are there to guide you when, hey, you need to step into your power and make something happen for the safety of your family and for, for yourself. Because yeah. we can lose ourselves if we allow ourselves to continue to be suppressed and, and put down um, in relationships. Uh, you know, I've, I've had a relationships where I've, and that's happened. And, and now I'm grateful that I, I don't, but I've, I've been there and I know how it can weigh you down and, and cause problems in so many different areas. But I commend you for thinking about your children, mm -hmm. your sons. And, uh, and, and now your sons have a mentor, have a guide of, of a strong woman that has put them first. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I hate that to other ladies as well. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I'm like, you know, now you have more of an example of, of what the, the healthy home looks like, not just normal, but a healthy home full of love so that you can then, as you step up and you create, you know, your families, hopefully in many, many, many years down the road, that you can have that example of how to navigate and, you know, um, handle your emotions and like all those other aspects and just how to, how to really treat women and also how you should be treated. Because I feel like within the narcissistic space too, there's a, a heavy focus on the female survivor with a male narcissist, but there are female narcissists as well. And I have men that even though I work with women, um, I have men that reach out and they're like, you know, Hey, I was with a, a narcissist, my partner, I think she's a narcissist and, you know, having those conversations, um, and just the education, because I feel like when you're educated on the, the boundaries and, you know, those things that you really envision for your life, then you can really make decisions from a much more empowered place. And like you said, it carries over into your business. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, because you can have narcissistic vendors, you know, it, you can have narcissistic business partners, like just understanding what you're seeing, how to navigate it, the awareness of all of it. Wow. I love it. I love it. So I uh, commend you and I'm, I'm sure your sons are going to be great gentlemen and uh, who are really leaders in the world just because they know this and they've been educated at such a young age. So Kudos to you for that. I wanted to lead into the VIP days. Now, tell me how you help uh, entrepreneurs create these VIP days. What are these VIP days? What are they about? Um, how do they really generate income for people in their businesses? And I'm sure they're a lot of fun. Yeah, they are. So mm-hmm. so I'll start with that. They are really pleasure filled. And really, it's it's a, a creating containers around your expertise mm-hmm. as a female professional where you can take something that traditionally may take several weeks, several months, even maybe up to a year. And you can condense this type of service cons- consultation type of capacity with your client in an intensive. So whether or not that's one day, a half a day, two days, but you can also charge a higher price point because you're consolidating and getting a bigger bang for your buck. So when I started incorporating VIP days into my coaching, it changed my business. It was two things. It was incorporating human design and incorporating in VIP days, this time of this type of time freedom model. But I always tell my clients, you have to feel worthy of having this amount of free time in your business and feeling worthy of working these, you know, small amount of days per month making, you know, high five, six figures, depending on what your price range is. Oh. But basically, yep. You did know, eight, it, it, eight days a year, you're working eight days a year, eight days a month, eight Typically, days a month. It's four, four to eight days a month where you can do these um, VIP days or these intensives and you're charging at a minimum four figures. Some people charge five, you know, just depending on where your comfort is, depending on what you're delivering and what you're doing. And it's like being able to really have time freedom. For me, I feel, especially as a wealth coach, that time freedom is wealth. If you don't have the time to enjoy your success, to me, you're not as wealthy as someone who has that time freedom. It's not just about the financial freedom. And so VIP days really allow you to step back and look at, yes, the industry may be, whatever your industry is, it may be, you know, five days per week, you know, maybe four to eight hours a day. And that is your norm. But it's saying, wait, how can I actually start enjoying and believing I'm worthy enough to maybe work one day a week in this type of service capacity, build up, prepare, and then still get paid really, really handsome sums. Um, so, yeah, it's the mindset, though. I, I always say it starts with the mindset because a lot of my clients are like, wait, how much? How much should I charge? And you know, made more in one, one day than I, I usually make in a month and all those things. And it's like, yeah, well, somebody's willing to pay for your expertise. So, how do you find these people that are willing to pay for your expertise? Well, it depends on your marketing channels. I would definitely say for me, I've been so blessed with a lot of word of mouth. Oh, okay. Out of word of mouth. But, you know, it's like allowing people to know what you're offering, what it is that you're doing. Because I find like, especially with women, we will, you know, hype someone else up and, and really give them their flowers. But when it comes to ourselves, it's like we kind of diminish the value that we bring, you know, our intellect, all of those different things. But it's like allowing everyone, you know, that you come into contact with to know what your expertise is so that they can speak your name in those rooms when you're not around 
you know, the word of mouth system, um, social media, just depending on what platform you're most comfortable with. Um, and I would say also SEO, you know, websites, Google, good old Google. A lot of people forget about that, but most of my clients that don't come word of mouth come searching for me via um, online Ooh. as well. Hmm. Yes, don't forget Google. Google is extremely, extremely important. Well, Tara, can you share with our viewers three tips in your area of expertise and how they can really level up in their business? I would say number one is understanding that you can have the confidence to build wealth, to bring the dollars into your business, into your career, but you have to feel worthy to keep it. Or you will move into self-sabotage because it feels uncomfortable if you don't feel worthy of your income, worthy of the success that is coming to you. So I would say that's number one is where can you feel worthy of the success you desire? Um, the second is really getting a very clear picture on like what your most abundant self looks like mm-hmm. so that you then can move into the embodiment of that individual. So understanding, you know, how does that, that most abundant version of yourself move throughout the day, set boundaries and relationships and business and all the other gambit, like maybe even writing that down so you can have extreme clarity as you go throughout your day and understanding um, how you can embody that version of yourself. And I would say the third is seeing if you have any areas in your life where you may be moving in more of a lack mindset Mm. versus prosperity mindset. And so some great examples I usually give for my clients is like when you go to a restaurant, are you looking at the price before the food or the food before the price? A lot of times, even I know for myself, even when I was making you know money in my business, I still had this mindset, this conditioning to go to the restaurant. Let me kind of look at some of the prices. Oh my God, why are they charging this much for chicken? I guess I'll get this, you know, and it was just this whole mindset versus what is, what is it that I desire? What are my passions? Like, how can I move more in that capacity of what fills me up versus just being kind of scared by the, by the ticket? And mindset, everything really involves about mindset. If your foundation is not solid, that starts with your mindset, then a lot of things are not going to work. You're not going to see the fruits of your labor. And that's what I found in many areas of my life. And I'm always doing personal development. I always have to motivate myself every single day. And I hope that our viewers are in that position as well. If they are watching the show, that they are the type of person who's always working on themselves, which um, is very, it's, it's needed. It's needed to continue to grow. And you talked about your worth, your values, you know, valuing yourself. And to be in that position, I remember uh, going shopping with uh, my mother. And I used to always say, if you have to look at the price of the items, then we don't need to be in here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Don't look at the price. See what you want. And I'll get what you want. Don't look at the price. And that's the mindset that I try to take with me everywhere I go is if I have to look at the price and I don't need to be in there. And I want to be in there. So I'm not going to look at the price. I'm going to look for the things that I want. And that just elevates your mindset and your belief and your worthiness that you are valuable enough to have that item, whatever it may be. 
And so I like that you incorporate that into your into your teachings and mentorship as well. Um, I want to, uh, before I let you go, ask you, what is really lighting you up these days? What are you working on? Uh, what is new? What's exciting? Yes. What is lighting me up right now? Like unbelievably so is uh, my clients. I would say, you know, my clients who are really developing their um, businesses around their human design, which is a modality that I use within my business mentoring mm -hmm. and um, just really embodying and, and remembering that we all have a birthright of prosperity and we are all like kind of energetically created to fulfill that and what that looks like for my clients within their business and how they can really run their businesses from a place of fulfillment alignment, balance, like not feeling like they have to chase all the things because it's not within their design. So for instance, there's a, a type within human design called projectors. Projectors are only supposed to work two to four hours a day. A lot of people feel some resistance to that because we're taught like, you know, that hustle mentality, being on the hamster wheel that equals success. And so just seeing the ahas, the clarity, the tears even that come from my clients as we, you know, go through that portion of the mentoring has really been lighting me up. And I have a mastermind coming up where I'm going to walk ladies through their money story and figuring out how to shift their money story. And so that's going to be opening up in the next few days as well. So I'm really excited about that. Awesome. Where can our viewers find you? Yeah, so I am on Instagram at The Brave Way. I am on Facebook as well, Tierra Womack. Um, and my website is TheBraveWayTribe.com. TheBraveWayTribe.com. So make sure you go check her out. Uh, and before I let you go, Tierra, I just love your energy. You have a very calming energy, and I, I can tell you don't hustle. <laughs> Powerhouse women do not hustle, um, but you are you attract um, the wealth and prosperity that you have in your life because of your the energy that you exude and embody. So I just love that, and that's definitely something that attracted me to you. That I loved your energy. So <laughs> thank you. Well, same, same. You know, as I mentioned before. We started today you really are an inspiration as well i love what you've created as well well thank you so much for being in the show thank you for being my guest and thank you for just sharing valuable information tips and tricks and tactics to our viewers and listeners as well my pleasure <laughs>